Chris Reed's Book Volume 3 Episode 3 Chapter 2 Tradesmaster No, 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 that is simply too high a price to pay, Hendrick heard his father Winkett say. These are of the finest fishing grounds, sir, the other voice exclaimed. No finer crab will come into your shop this day. I do not care if they are filled to the brim with Coplo's light, Winkett replied. That is simply too much to pay per unit of crab. I could make no profit from this extraordinary catch of yours. We can either talk a lower price, or you can take your catch elsewhere. With that... Winkett turned on his heel in time to see Hendrick enter the warehouse. Behind him, the man began to sputter weak protests. "'Come, son,' Winkett said. "'We must go to my office.' Hendrick smiled. Few knew the tricks of the old trade master as well as Hendrick. He'd studied his father for the better part of two decades now. He did not have the experience of Winkett, but someday that would change. For now, though... Hendrick simply followed his father into the office and stood facing the door so that he could see the trader. Meanwhile, his father made a show of busily putting away papers, his back turned to the warehouse floor. "'I've trained you nearly too well,' Winkett said, with a smile in his voice. "'Guardians, help me, if you would grow up to be a rival.' Winkett randomly pointed to a shelf in the office. Hendrick obligingly went and picked up a random knick-knack off the shelf. "'He seems to be reconsidering his position, Father,' Hendrick commented as he handed over the knick-knack. "'That's welcome news,' Winkett replied from his hunched position. "'I've been trying to get my hands on his sort of crab for a month now.' "'Another market downturn?' Hendrick asked. "'No, merely that I have... I have heard tell of how much the coastal representatives in Strumansvikuznik love them, and if I can bring them a bit of home while they're at council, I may very well be able to work my way into supplying more for the capital. Hendrick smiled at his father's cunning. How much of a loss would getting them those crabs be? Oh, a significant one, Winkett replied, stabbing his finger on a paper before shaking it in the air but the future rewards would be well worth the cost. Come and rub your dad's back, if you would, please. Hendrick did so without question. He'd played this game with his father for years. It didn't always have an effect on the fisher or trader they were playing for, but sometimes it was the little bit of extra theatrics that made the difference. Winkett pounded the desk and then steeled himself as he stood. Giving his son a hug, he turned and walked confidently out of the office. "'Why are you still here?' Winkett grumbled. Hendrick stifled a smile as he followed. "'I cannot pay you the price you ask. Leave and take your crab with you.' He grabbed a clipboard from a stack of crates and walked out onto the street. Looking out, he saw the Amonk Harborside District, the northern sea beyond. "'Sir, Master Managar,' the man said as he came up behind Winkett. My mind cannot be changed. I've simply got enough coin on hand to pay your price as good as it is, Winkett said without turning, slumping his shoulders. Sir, the man repeated, gentler still, 
I've given it some thought, and well, your reputation does precede you, and as much as it pains me, I could cut 20% off my price if in Europe to promise you'd pay a more marketable price the next time. Winkett did not move. He stood, taking deep breaths. Moving his jaw side to side, he looked out toward the ships. There are many fine fish in the sea, but none so fine as the one that feeds your family, Winkett said. He turned around and pretended to study the crabber a moment longer. Finally, with a resigned sigh, he stuck out his hand. Twenty percent reduced with a promise of more to come. Shaking his hand, the crabber replied, It's a fine deal if I do say so. Later, as Winkett's workers were moving crates of crab into the warehouse's loading area, Hendrick asked, Would you really have turned him away? I would have, Winkett said. There are other crabbers, and I'm not one to lose a shoe while trying to rescue a boot. No point in sinking more into a venture than it's worth, especially not at the outset, but at a 20% reduced price, that crabber is still making around 7% over operating costs. That's plenty enough for him, and in his mind, he's still gotten a good deal, a steady buyer for his crab. Could he have gotten that kind of deal elsewhere? Hendrick asked. Not many places being sunborn, Winkett replied with a huff. It still amazes me how short-sighted some traders in this city can be, especially for how much they love their coin. They cheat their own mother for a better deal, but won't work with Sunborn if it would save their business. Is it getting any better? Hendrick asked. Winkett set down his lead and looked across at his son. I wish that it were, he replied sorrowfully. There's... Just a lot of distrust of Sunborn. Because we're so different? Hendrick asked. I... Yes, I suppose, Winkett replied. Though the more enlightened Amaric doesn't see it that way. Everyone is just their own version of Coplo. The hair, he said, half-gesturing at Hendrick's hair. The dress... Even the way Sunborn fresh from Kanikiana speak. That crabber spoke like any fisher from Amorokovsky, Hendrick replied. It's hard to hide that skin tone, unfortunately, Winkett pointed out. I wish that weren't the way it is, Hendrick. I really do. And for our part, we've made a lot of progress in our little corner of your monk. Sometimes I wonder if it'd be better for the business if I stayed out of sight, Hendrick said offhandedly. You know better than that, Winkett replied sadly. Look out there, he added, half turning in his chair to point at his workers. Half of them at least had shock silver hair and some version of sunborn red skin. Even if you weren't here, any trader coming in would know where I stood immediately, and I'm proud of that. Thank you, Dad, Hendrick said. Of course, son, Winkett replied with a smile. Just then there was a knocking at the office door. May an old salt or for libations of Kanikiana? said a familiar voice.
This has been Chris Reed's book. Chapter 2, Trademaster, of my third book, Phonokinetics. If you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode of this podcast recording comes out, please follow or subscribe this podcast, Chris Reed's book, on whatever app you found it. If you'd like to stay up to date on my latest works, you can head over to my website, narclaninc.com slash chrisreadsbook. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com slash chrisreadsbook. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. And until the next one, I hope you have a good day.